0: Welcome to this week's edition of law, of the Wolf. I'm your host, Joe Giulio. I just want to go over the format for this week's podcast. I'm going to talk to Scott Wood first, Scott Wood Wolf pack. Great. We'll go over the basketball results from the past week, and we'll talk about this week's games coming up. And then I have an interview with Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer is a former quarterback at NC state, went on to have success in the NFL and now has a book about his life. And just as a warning for people out there, that Part of that book, a big part of his story, is he attempted to commit suicide. And Eric writes about this, and now he is someone who tries to help people uh, with depression and mental health issues. And I just want to make sure everyone knows that the topic we're going to cover in that conversation. And I just want to make sure everyone also knows, you know, if, if you or someone you know is in crisis, you can call or you can text the 988-SUICIDE-IN-CRISIS-LIFELINE. Uh, the Lifeline provides 24-hour confidential support to anyone in suicidal crisis or emotional distress. Call 911 in life-threatening situations. And if you are worried about a friend's social media updates, you can contact safety teams at the social media company. They will reach out and connect with that person when they need help. Again, it's 988-SUICIDE-CRISIS-LIFELINE. My juices flow all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know as much as I know. Right now, we've been able to stuff
1: to stuff. The curse is broken. NC State fans, finally. <laughs> finally.
2: Hey, happy thanksgiving.
1: I mean, that's a triple play.
0: Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people. Scott, what well, you are here for a very specific reason this week. I need you to talk basketball. And I need you to try to convince, not me but maybe some other state fans out there who are now concerned after the home loss to Virginia tech, that their NCAA tournament hopes are now dashed and now somehow this five and two start in the ACC is all washed away because of a home loss to a team. In my opinion, fairly accomplished on the offensive end of the floor in Virginia tech, actually a top 60 team in Ken Palm. So I think some, not me, not me, But I think there are some fans who need a little pep talk uh, about what the value of that Virginia Tech game
2: was and what it wasn't. Yeah. So what if I told you I'm on the panic side? Okay, that's okay. Maybe I can. Which I can talk you out. Which I'm not. I think it's very simple for me. If I told you, we could start the ACC five and two, Mm -hmm. and over the next, what is that, seven games? Right. Go five (laughs) and two again. Right, you would take it I would take 10 in the four in the ACC would you not I, I, okay so this is hard for
0: uh, you're not even in the older group uh, of, of people of fans but in the old days when it was around Robin it was oh okay you know we're just gonna go eight and eight in league play we'll make the tournament we'll go seven and nine some teams would go seven and nine heck if I'm if I remember correctly far State went six and ten one year and back and, when and the ACC was a league Back when the ACC was the ACC, you played everyone twice and it it was a little bit more of a compare is easily more easily comparable numbers, right? So in the last few years, I think most people have started to come around to your conference record doesn't matter. Even in the ACC, what matters are the teams that you do end up beating in the ACC. The one thing from Saturday, I just didn't understand because of knowing where Virginia Tech was in the net and in Kempom, they're not a bad team. I mean, they were two and four in the league, but if you look at their losses, they're not a bad team. They're a team that can really get hot and shoot the ball, which they did in the second half. I just don't think it's the type of loss that's going. Like if you lost to Louisville last year, you're Clemson. You lost to Louisville that eliminated them from the NCAA tournament. That, that mark on their resume eliminated them from the NCAA tournament, even though they had three wins over NC state, which kind of dovetails nicely into the conversation about, what I believe NC State's path to the NCAA tournament is.
2: Well, I, I the, the one thing I will say is, I feel like we've hit the point. There's a sense of urgency. You know, it's not agree. a panic. Agree, but there needs to be a sense of urgency. There, there's some big games coming up that they need to be able to take advantage of. I agree with you. I think Virginia Tech is a solid team. Yeah. I don't think they're as good as Wake, but I and I but I don't think there are any bad teams in the ACC.
0: Uh, Pittsburgh was in last place before they went to... Notre Dame's not very good. Notre Dame's
2: not very good, but even at home, they, they've been spunky. Yep, and, and this is where I would say, too, you know, they, they gave a lot in that Wake Forest game. There was also a bug whether sure. or not it got throughout the team. Yeah, you're right. We haven't even I don't talked know. about the Wake game, even though it was their best one in the season. You know, how about some <laughs> turnover issues have, have kind of came up, and I think that's due to they don't have a, what I would call, primary ball handler. I think they're a committee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to ball handling, uh, also defensively, they were very good defensively in the first half. They created, you know, problems for Virginia Tech, and then all of a sudden, they started to handle the pressure. So I think that's where we also have to make the adjustment, maybe a little bit less pressing, so we're not giving up some easy ones. Let's just be a really good half-court defensive team, especially when they're handling the pressure well. Because at the end of the day, we're not a we're a better half-court offensive team than we have been in the past, mm-hmm. but we're still not a good half-court offensive team. So we got to get stops and get out in transition. Uh, the producers in my ear
0: saying, we did talk about the Wake Forest win last week. That was our setup to the Virginia Tech game on Saturday. My apologies to to the faithful listeners of Law of the Wolf. This is how I see, you know, this week they go, they have Virginia um, tomorrow night, and then they go to Syracuse, to Syracuse, which I look at and I'm like, this is the part where I look at Syracuse kind of like Virginia Tech. I look at Syracuse I look at Syracuse. They look a lot like Georgia Tech. Yeah. They look a lot like Boston College. And they're not a bad team, but at Pittsburgh, they're not going to help you though either. I have identified four games that I think NC State must win three of to make the NCAA tournament. You said four? I have four games. So right. they're
2: five and two. Miami Clemson, Carolina Duke.
0: Not Carolina. I don't think they're going to be
2: Carolina.
0: Oh. Okay. Um, I have Miami on the 30th of this month. It's at home. That is a absolute must-win. Okay. At Clemson, they're going to have to split between that trip to Clemson and the trip to Florida State. Right. In the way that Florida State's playing, they're putting themselves in a position to make the NCAA tournament. I also think Florida State will get Carolina down at Tallahassee. And then March fourth, that might as well be an ACC tournament game against Duke at yeah. home. So I think they have of those four games. I think they have to beat Miami and Duke at home, and then they have to split the Miami, the the Clemson and Florida State trips. If they go three and one in those games, they can go four and five in the other nine. Totally and completely doable. That's a twelve and eight league record, and at that point, you would have wins over the other teams like you. Vying to get into the NCAA tournament.
2: Yeah. And I I lived, when I played NAC, I lived by look. You beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Okay. If you lose to one of those teams, you now have to get a game you're not supposed to win. So I think going forward, they got to win the ones they're supposed to get. I think, you know, Virginia and Syracuse are two winnable games. Historically, Kevin Keats teams have played Virginia (laughs) well. They have, but this, I do not anticipate them winning this game. I don't know, man. I'm telling you, they've had Virginia's number. And they, they have they drugged them when they came to Raleigh. Now, obviously, yeah, I they also, got them pretty good, but I, I mean, also believe that now there's going to be a little bit of a scout. So it's going to be some cat and mouse there. NC State has not been shooting the ball well, which if you're going to beat a Virginia team, you need to shoot the ball well from the outside. Very similar to Syracuse. You gotta be able to space the floor. Uh, but also, I mean, this has been a roller coaster nc state team where all of a sudden they're shooting 50 percent from three out of nowhere and then the next game they don't make one so i think they're winnable do they win i don't know but i think they also have matched up historically well with virginia does it hurt your eyes to watch this team shoot from the three-point line i mean yes but i mean there's nothing i can do to help that <laughs> i hate to say it i just you know i i think i call them we have capable shooters yeah uh i don't call them good shooters so at some point they just gotta have some consistency there i'm not asking for 40 from three but they gotta shoot they gotta make something because if i'm guarding them i'm just playing them to get to the drive i'm not fouling them i'm making them score over me and it's going to be a rough day at the office but they got to be able to spread the floor at some capacity i think Casey's got to get a little bit of his confidence back. He's got to understand that first and foremost, your priority is to space the floor. If there's a closeout there, then you put the ball on the floor. You know, I think he's trying to mix it up, maybe even a little bit too much getting into his bag instead of just spacing the floor. I don't think Jaden Taylor's an overly good shooter. I just think he's really streaky. DJ horn is a guy. He's a guy that can make threes. Mm -hmm. He needs to take threes and he's got to shoot them with confidence. So I think they got some pieces there. I just think they're, they're, they're just so up and down that they're a big confidence team if they see a couple go in they start riding that wave and if they see a couple miss they just kind of say you know what let's get in the paint and try and get to our floaters and get all the way to the rim
0: I thought Saturday the loss of Virginia Tech was unusual in the sense that they were really good defensively in the first half and then in the second half and they couldn't take advantage of all of the turnovers Correct. that they produced in the first Correct. half and that is demoralizing when you get to halftime and you're like wait a minute, I mean, like we're killed we're killing this team and you're up three you like, what the, what is going on here yeah. you should be up 20 or whatever it should have been uh i thought the
2: second half they just didn't get any stops I mean, plain and simple yeah. i mean they just <laughs> got they got blown by they gave now there was a couple ones down the stretch where uh they made some tough ones but again that, that's what good teams do they're going to make a, a few tough ones and i think that's my thing going back to that game is obviously i think they got to capitalize more on the turnovers they f- forced especially that first 10 minutes, they could have been up 10, 12 points, and they just couldn't capitalize. And then the next point is if they don't get stops, they are going to struggle. They are not a half-court team. They never have been. It's just kind of how the offense is set up. They are meant to be in transition and attacking, getting downhill. And when they don't get those stops, they can't do it.
0: You played a non conference game against Syracuse Saturday's opponent, but you did not, they were not in the league while you no. were. What do you remember uh, about playing that zone? Now, they were number one in the country when you played them that year. What do you remember about the way that they played that zone? It just seems like they're, a, I, I know uh, the coach I was obviously there under Beheim, but I I kind of appreciate the fact that he's doing his own thing.
2: Yeah, I like he, that. I hate to say it, as you should. I've I've always believed you got to mix up defenses. It can't be just. I mean, unless you're that good of a defensive team, all man to man or all right. two three zone, you got to mix and match it. So, especially with them, they've always just been a long, athletic team. I never really cared to play against, even though I'm a shooter. Never cared to play against zone because I feel like offensive gets stagnant. Okay, you just start standing. I always felt when I played my best basketball, I was moving, felt involved, whether I'm scoring or not. Uh but they've always just been long athletic. They understand where the gaps are and it just is you taking shots in that zone end up being NBA threes, not college threes because they kind of force you out so far with that length and athleticism. So again, it's going to be one of those matchups that you got to be able to make shots and you got to have some playmakers in that middle. I think the nice part is even if you put DJ in the middle, he's a good enough passer and a capable 15 foot shooter. uh, He can make some plays. We definitely did not hit the, uh, Scott Wood rule of four in that game. Which one? The second one 88, or
0: the first one? number one, Syracuse. When
2: you put him here in Raleigh, you had eight points. You're not looking at the first one.
0: This is um I thought you only played them once.
2: We we played well. We got uh there was a stretch there where they, they increased the lead out to ten. Uh, and then I feel like Dion Waiters was on that. That's team you know, was We like, got going
0: like crazy. Well, what I'm athletic. saying is the
2: year before at the carrier dome. Oh, Uh, before the got man, I, I, I played really well. I see it. We did not win though. Okay. And your rule of four would have, uh, would have been one of the exceptions. Yeah.
0: The dome. One thing I appreciate about Syracuse when you cover NC state. Okay. You're going to see some empty buildings when you go on the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you come to Carolina, like everybody comes out to see Carolina and do. There's they don't play in front of any empty gyms. Yeah. NC State does. So when you guys went to Syracuse and I was like, man, I was not expecting a full house. And it was. Yeah. And that's the way that they are. They they, they support that program in a way I'm not even sure. Like it's on the same level as as their support. Yeah. Is on the same level as Carolina and Kentucky in terms of like interest in the program and kind of living and dying with it. Like they're they're totally, you know, every breath is is with the orange. uh, And
2: I so I always did my workout in like one of those little muscle shirts. So 170 pounds and one of those little muscle shirts coming out to do my warm up. And I tell you, out of all the places I've played, I got the most slander and hate at Syracuse. I wasn't even in their conference, and I just they were just giving it to me. 18 points in warm ups. All over the place. I mean, some of the things that they said was was very hurtful. Uh, mm-hmm. and I yeah. had to take that home. So your mom not would not have been happy. They with were that. at the game, she would have stood, she would she would have stood up for Eight. me if she had heard it. That must have been a career high in rebounds. Eight. Uh, man, I'm just an athlete. Six, 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 seven, <laughs> six, six, 170-pound athlete. <laughs> the two dimes might be a career high, too. Easy. <laughs> Listen, I always said if guys would make more shots, I'd have more assists. It's pretty simple. Just make <laughs> shots. <laughs> I gave Richard the ball. He just takes too many dribbles down there. I'm
0: choosing to slander you, right? It's now. okay. I don't really understand, but
2: but well. I, I I I played them well. They they did a much better job the second time around when I played them. And again, yeah. I think that's one of the big pieces. Like even this Virginia game, yeah, we got the best of them the first game, but now that there's game film, there's going to be a lot of adjustments. So to expect the same outcome is is not going to happen. It's always hard to beat someone twice. Especially in in ACC play,
0: yeah, I, I'm ex- like I said, I'm expecting a different result in this game. I'm not down on Virginia the way that some people are. I think they've figured a couple of things out too. Since you know they they lost the state, they lost to the Wake, and then they beat Virginia Tech, they beat Georgia Tech on the road, uh, so they've won their last wake, two.
2: Wake's a good team. I like. I like. I mean, they spent they, all day. They played well <laughs> against Carolina for, for a, a half, half <laughs> and then the wheels kind of came off. Yeah, but again i i do like Wake. i like forbes i like yeah i like the things that they do so i I expect them especially coming down at the end of the season to be one of those maybe top five top six in the acc just creeping right there all right
0: well uh before we do uh, all of my ads let's make sure i I just noticed this too from last week watching the episode i said we're going to talk to scott wood about mortgages and i never did i'm a bad person scott Wood. i did put it on the screen though scottwood15.com Talk to me, the, the numbers are starting to move the right way,
2: right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's going the right way. Everybody's kind of getting those, uh, those tax valuations that are coming in the mail and everybody's like, oh, I can get X amount for my house, which is not necessarily the case as any realtor would tell you right now. Uh, but it may push some people into selling. So uh, maybe we get a, a few more houses on the market than what we've had in the past. Plus, with the rates dropping, people starting to move a little bit. But again, even if you think you're a ways out, just reach out, have a conversation. We can kind of crunch some rough numbers, feel some things out, and, and we're just here to help you any way we can. It's the
0: best way to save money, the best way to put yourself in a position to be in a new home in 2024. So reach out at scottwood15.com. All right. Year three of a NC State podcast for me. And year three. Of the support of my friend Hayes Lancaster, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. Hayes is a big supporter of NC State athletics. You could see him at almost all of those basketball games, all the football games. Uh, you want to support businesses for people who help NC State, support Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. Even better, save yourself some money. Go online, go to bugsbite.com. Uh, whether you got ants in the house, ants outside the house, you got mice, you got moisture issues underneath the house, do yourself a favor. Go to BugsBite.com. Punch in your zip code. You'll see all kinds of ways to bundle and save and protect your number one investment, which is your home. And if you're looking for a new home or maybe you need to sell yours, go to Hometown Realty. It's MyHTR.com. That's MyHTR.com. You can buy, sell, calculate, you want to get in the new construction in the area after you hit up Scott Wood and say, hey man, what can I afford? Do yourself a favor, get to myhtr.com. They'll get you in on all the new construction in this area, get you set up here in 2024, get ahead of that frenzy and go with the experts. Six locations, more than 250 agents. It's myhtr.com. And you're going to close on that house and you're going to need help. That's where Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, attorneys at law, Whitaker and Hamer, wh.lawyer. Josh, also a big state fan. Uh, Josh and his bar Shady's in downtown Gardner. If you're looking to support Josh in, in a way that you can, maybe you don't have uh, any traffic issues like me. <laughs> maybe maybe you're not selling a business, uh, but it, it, again, any kind of legal needs that you have, Josh is there for you. It's wh.lawyer. The best way to be swagged out this basketball season with the best jackets, hoodies, T-shirts, hats, golf shirts, you name it, they have it. It's homefieldapparel.com, homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23 and you will save 15%. So again, go to homefieldapparel.com, use the promo code OG23 and save 15%. And finally, breeze through if you are next week headed over to that miami game go over to the breeze through right there on the corner of trinity and edwards mill get yourself some dark roast coffee get yourself some pre-game frosty tall boys get yourself some snacks get yourself some gas they've got it all 17 locations in the state there's likely one near you check out the breeze through they have you covered wherever you go Year three of a NC State podcast for me and year three of the support of my friend, Hayes Lancaster, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. Hayes is a big supporter of NC State Athletics. You could see him at almost all of those basketball games, all the football games. Uh, You want to support businesses for people who help NC State? Support Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. Even better, save yourself some money. Go online. Go to BugsBite.com. Uh, whether you got ants in the house, ants outside the house, you got mice, you got moisture issues underneath the house, do yourself a favor, go to bugsbite.com, punch in your zip code. You'll see all kinds of ways to bundle and save and protect your number one investment, which is your home. And if you're looking for a new home or maybe you need to sell yours, go to hometownrealty. It's myhtr.com. That's myhtr.com. You can buy, sell, calculate. You want to get in the new construction in the area after you hit up Scott Wood and say, hey man, what can I afford? Do yourself a favor, get to myhtr.com. They'll get you in on all the new construction in this area, get you set up here in 2024, get ahead of that frenzy and go with the experts. Six locations, more than 250 agents. It's myhtr.com. And you're going to close on that house and you're going to need help. That's where Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, attorneys at law, Whitaker and Hamer, WH. Lawyer. Josh, also a big state fan, uh, Josh and his bar, Shady's, in downtown Gardner. If you're looking to support Josh in, in a way that you can, maybe you don't have uh, any traffic issues like me. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're not selling a business, uh, but it, it, again, any kind of legal needs that you have, Josh is there for you. It's WH. Lawyer. The best way to be swagged out this basketball season with the best jackets, hoodies, T-shirts, hats, golf shirts, you name it, they have it. It's homefieldapparel.com. Homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23 and you will save 15%. So again, go to homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 and save 15%. And finally, Breeze Through. if you are next week headed over to that Miami game, go over to the Breeze Through right there on the corner of Trinity and Edwards Mill. Get yourself some dark roast coffee. Get yourself some pregame Frosty tall boys. Get yourself some snacks. Get yourself some gas. They've got it all, 17 locations in the state. There's likely one near you. Check out the Breeze Through. They have you covered wherever you go. Joining me now on the Heaster automotive group Hotline, Eric Kramer, Eric Kramer played football at NC state. Eric Kramer played football in the NFL, but I feel like now in 2024, that's not why you should know Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer. I, I want to say is an advocate for health, mental health, is a champion for mental health and has written a book about his own struggles. And it's called The Ultimate Comeback, Surviving Suicide, Conquering Depression and Living with a Purpose. You can purchase that on Amazon. I'll, I'll flash it up here in a second so you guys can find it. But it's a fascinating story. It's a powerful story. And one that, you know, quite frankly, here on an NC State podcast, we like to complain about um, uh, you know, making the NCAA tournament or trying to get to ten wins or winning an ACC championship for the first time since 1979 in football, when you can forget that there are bigger things out there. And so, I want to take take this time to thank you, Eric, for uh, like I said, for being a champion for mental health. And I, I did read the book yesterday, and I would like to start with this quote from you from the book, which is, uh, which I think is is kind of encapsulates some of the things that you're after now in, in what I would call the second act of your life. Um, one way to collectively beat depression is to give each other hope. Look out for one another and care for each other. You never know whose spirits you may boost or whose life you may save. I mean, not to get all deep here on, on uh, law of the Wolf, Eric, but that those are strong words, man.
1: Well, there's never, sort, there, there, in my opinion, there's never a wrong part of the day for something that might be thought provoking and uh, and action and leading to action. So, yeah, I think that that's, you know, it, it's amazing to me uh, since uh, co-authoring this book with Bill Croyle, William Croyle, is that uh, how many people have. Either themselves experience depression, or know somebody close to them who has, and uh, which obviously, in my case, um, I had thought about it more than once, but I actually did attempt suicide one time, and um, and fortunately was not successful in that um, attempt, and which. Kind of, you know, the, the book is certainly it, it football was a part of my life. And so the, the book has some football experience, but it's more about the life of the life I lived while playing football. There's no X's and O's in it. And um, so there's a lot of perspective there in terms of, uh, you know, having done it years ago and lived a certain way. That I that leads to the way I live today, and I, I would imagine that a lot of people and the feedback I've received, um, whether it be from you that we have just literally met right now, or people that have known me my whole life, um, there seems to be something in there for everybody.
0: So the book starts with your suicide attempt, which is you. You shot yourself and yeah. you somehow That's survived. Yeah. And you somehow survived this. And you've kind of shown this in in, like I said, your second act in life, a purpose to try to help other people. I'm curious, you're 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 59 years old, and when you were growing up, uh and, and you you detail in the book about your relationship with your father and how difficult that was for you. And I think a lot of people had that type of relationship in in that era. Um, when when you now think about where we are in mental health in terms of uh, talking about it and and expressing it to you know not just your therapist but other people strangers and and the people that you love and your former teammates uh, Mm -hmm. what has been kind of the the reaction from them in in how they've you know how you've shared your story and, and how maybe it has impacted them
1: well i think if you go back about oh, maybe five to seven years. Prior to that, the two terms, mental health, never did go together in the same sentence. And now it's become more, it's in every walk of life. So not just pro sports, because now pro sports all have, and it doesn't matter what sport we're talking about, all have some clinician on board that players can go speak to. Um, What they don't really have a lot of right now are mental health programs. And so, um, and and I'm talking about schools, companies, sports, colleges, what it doesn't matter, high school. And so I, I think that, you know, when, when I was playing, um, I did see a therapist uh, specifically for playing football. Um, and um, I guarantee you, there wasn't anybody else on any team I played on doing that. and um, And I think that's what helped raise the level of my play from what it was going to be, which it really wasn't. And then... Um being able to sort of,, um, you know, through mindful training and breathing and and, um, I always forget this term uh, 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 guided imagery. okay and and so I still do that. And so I don't play anymore, but it's a great way to go through life, knowing it's kind of like, when you're driving your car. Okay. And it's a green light and then it turns yellow. Well, you know, red's coming. So why wouldn't you want to prepare for red? Why wouldn't you want to put brakes on the car? And so, uh, whereas today I don't have any, I don't struggle with depression. Um, that doesn't mean I don't have a a strong, what I would call home team around me. Um, and it, Uh, But I do, from time to time, have issues with what they call, um, uh, uh, what is it called, Uh, impulse control. Mm -hmm. And so if there's a um, situation where maybe to someone else there wouldn't be a situation there, I'll perceive it as one and then have to go solve it. In, in an inappropriate way. Yeah, That's something I struggled with um, years ago, two, three years ago. And so one of the issues there is I wasn't sleeping. Um, like it was not uncommon for me to go 24 hours and not sleep. Hmm. Uh, it was not uncommon for me to go an hour or two. Like the, my my normal sleep would be about at max three hours. This for two or three years. And so then I started literally taking, uh, I went to a neurologist who's a brain specialist and uh, started taking, uh, uh, I already take anti-seizure medication. Um, and the thought was, am I taking too much? And he said, no, not at all. Uh, I got patients that take a whole lot more than you do. Yeah. And he says, uh, how about if we try a couple things? One would be some, Uh, literally five milligrams of time-release melatonin and the other one would be B6 to aid in the anti-seizure medication. Oh, my God. Sleeping was a changed person. But that still didn't take away all the impulse control, right? So the therapist I now see, you know, I was telling her the same thing I told you. And just the other day, um, my girlfriend, Anna, who's been a champion throughout this whole scenario, um, for no apparent reason, we were on the phone the other day, the mo- other morning, and her level began to rise for some reason. And then I said, okay, do you notice how your level's rising and mine's not? And could we just back off of that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. And she said, okay. Well, then it started to raise again. And I said, I don't get why this is happening. So uh, then we hung up and we got on the phone later and it happened again. And so I had basically done what I'm now saying. Yeah. Is that when this level starts to has the potential to rise while it's happening, I'm already have told myself I've game planned going in. Like when someone else rises something, I'm going to back off. When I might feel the need out of the blue, I'm not. And so, this is when you're training your mind, how is that different than training your body? So, your mind, you don't see your body, you do. If you got a broken arm, there's a cast there. Or if you're working out to train, obviously, you're physically doing that. But why doesn't your brain need a workout, too? And so that, that's what, um, you know, moving forward today, that's what I'm about, is knowing that everybody here, here's it. Somebody was going to ask me this the other day on another Raleigh podcast, but he didn't ask the question. He said the question he he sent to me was, you know, what's the biggest misperception about mental health? And what I was going to say then and what I'll say right now is that everybody needs it. You don't see it, but guaranteed everybody's got issues and how to solve their internal ones. That's the issue. How to do it in a way where you're not negatively affecting someone else most people don't see themselves and as the other, as, as the rest of the people they encounter see them. Yeah. And that's what, um, you know, therapy can help with. It's what having a friend or two who we're all being observed like it or not. And so if you can, while you're out and about during your daily lives, Perceive, observe somebody that has the kind of qualities that you would consider good characteristics of a person. Whatever those are for you. And then eventually approach that person, that one or two persons, and it could be somebody older, not old, doesn't matter. Age is not an issue. It's the way they maturely or don't maturely listen, actively listen, empathetically listen. Um, And I guarantee you, there's some out there that do that. You just have to observe it. And so then the idea is you go approach them and say, hey, I've noticed this about you. And here's what I like about it. And here's what makes makes me stand here today asking you, would you be someone I could come to on a regular basis? Would you potentially come towards me if you saw something that was not quite right? And it's as simple as that. Um, certainly a therapist would help in that regard, um, but not everybody can have one. Uh, and, but at the same time, I guarantee you, there are empathetic people around you that you might just not have considered why you would want them around you. It's got It's good to have a friend like that, but it's even better to have a friend like that you can confide in or a friend that would kind of approach you if, because they're observant too. That might be one of the things that you like about them. Yeah.
0: So well, it's interesting to hear you say about the the broken bone. Uh, someone I love was was dealing with depression and needed help. And what I had said was if your leg was if you had a compound fracture, we wouldn't sit here and go uh yeah, let's, you know, tape it up and you know, figure it out how to solve it at home, you know, right. maybe go to sleep and think about it. No, you would go and treat it and to me that's what depression is you know very obviously the 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 solution is not at the same as you know putting the pin back in the leg and Mm -hmm. putting the cast on for eight months and and or eight weeks and moving it along i mean it's 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 But the the
1: idea that i think you're making and that i'm making is this is a medical issue yeah and there are doctors that are specifically trained in what to do just like they're specifically trained to fix x y and z in your body there are there's other doctors that are trained to listen and to observe and to make just they do have the aerial perspective they've heard your stories and others like you a million times
0: the name of the book is the ultimate comeback it's available on amazon eric kramer is the author author do you have some time to talk a little bit of football with me, of course. Okay, I didn't know how much time you had for me today. Um, where would you like to start? Would you like to start with uh, your NFL career or would you like to go back to the NC State days?
1: Well, you name it. I don't, I mean, obviously, the Lions
0: are a big story, right? Uh, you, the... were, you were a great answer to a trivia question about a week <laughs> ago before Jared Goff kind of stole your thunder.
1: Well, he didn't really steal it, he just joined a small club, Sorry, the... <laughs> and, and, and so uh, I don't know, Jared. But I um if if he was sitting here today, I would tell him how proud I am of him because a we all know why he ended up in Detroit, we all know that he was the sole reason the Rams lost the Super Bowl. That's it. Uh, it's
0: all the quarterback's fault.
1: Well, I mean he did play poorly, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. And and so, however, what he did since being in Detroit has been remarkable because he they were a crap team when he arrived. And he's been the, the cog as to why they're no longer and now why they're relevant again. And, and he went through about a three or four game where his play dipped late in the season. And what I'm so proud of him for is that this is life. Life is coming. I don't care who's patting you on the back or how great you're doing. Life is right around the corner, meaning obstacles. And so he wrote it out when the same people were that who were patting him on the back were all of a sudden questioning, wow, is he really the right guy? Uh, Yes, he turned out to be because after that skid, he had the self-determination and resiliency to not panic and just keep playing. And that I was at that game last week uh where they, where they beat the Rams, both quarterbacks played near flawless uh, games, but it was Jared Goff that had all the questions about him coming in. And so that that's to me, he's, he, you know, along with a few other players is to me, he's the lead story in the NFL.
0: I, I, so I'm 48 years old. to be 49 this year. So my freshman year at NC state was 1993. So I missed your era. So I honestly, mm-hmm. I don't remember you at NC state. I remember you. I remember the lions team. I remember you guys beating the Cowboys in the playoffs. I remember you losing to Washington the next week. I remember, right. I remember Mike Utley. I remember that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, before reading the book, I did not remember how you got into the NFL. Uh, you know the, the the picket line and the strike and all those. Other, I yeah, completely yeah. did not know anything about that. So I'm sure that was a, 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 a you know that was a hurdle that you had to overcome. Probably seems an, insignificant now. Um, and I remember the Bears, your tenure with the Bears. That's kind of amazing. I'm just looking at some of your numbers because uh, football has completely changed, right? The, sure. the way that quarterback stats and the way that the game is played is completely changed. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, please don't take this as me being a jerk to you, but I'm looking at your numbers. You were the ACC player of the year in 1986, correct? Correct. Okay. You had more interceptions than touchdowns that year. Like, do you really <laughs> think in, t- in 2023, you would be voted the ACC player of the year with more interceptions than t- like, it's just like a, I, and I wasn't there, so I don't know. Maybe you guys were right. like super, super well, game. I, I got I, here Here's why. Here's why
1: that happened. Yeah. is you're right because today is a much more stats numbers. Yeah, people who follow the game follow it because of the stats. You know, fantasy football is so in, interwoven into yeah. anything you're watching these days. Um, the people, the fans, have no freaking idea what leads to those numbers. Good or bad,
0: right?
1: And and so here's why that happened, because for three seasons NC State was three and eight, three and eight, three and eight. I was I was on the last end of that three and eight, like I was on the on the team that went three and eight, that got blasted by Furman, where NC with where Dick Sheridan was, was.
0: yes. Mm -hmm.
1: So he comes to NC State. We were one game away from winning the ACC. So, uh, and so uh, there was a, a game that we played prior to the last one, uh, prior to the last ACC game, uh, where we, put, we beat South Carolina on a Hail Mary to Danny Peebles.
0: Yes. Prior oh, to no, that,
1: earlier in that game, I got a high ankle sprain, meaning um, – I got through that game. The next game was against Virginia, who we would have absolutely destroyed.
0: Three and eight Virginia. Yes. And you lost. And, you.
1: and we lost. Um, I tried playing some of that game, and it was like it just wasn't going to happen. Uh, I was basically walking in pain. <laughs> so um, had that not happened, we would have won the ACC. Okay. And so
0: the Clemson end up winning the league that year. I see them at eight, two and two.
1: I'm not sure, but we okay. destroyed Clemson.
0: Yeah. And, and so three. And I have one of me now. So I, I just, got
1: it. Could have been a lot worse. <laughs>
0: yeah. And,
1: and um, so anyway, the, the turnaround yeah. was the reason why that happened. Um, and But I I get what you're saying. I mean, these days you don't win anything if you have more interceptions and touchdowns. I got that.
0: Clemson ended up five, one and one in the league. You guys and and Carolina were both five and two. Now on the flip side of those numbers, though, the one one record that is holding up here is you you still hold the single season record for the Chicago Bears with for passing yards with three thousand eight hundred and
2: thirty-eight in nineteen.
0: And, and touchdowns. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good.
1: Yep, it is pretty good. Uh, and it's unfortunate to me that it's still hanging around like it is. Um, <laughs> no, you don't it's, want it's it not, anymore.
0: <laughs> it's not a
1: burden, but I'm just saying, like, it's been way too long. You know, like you were mentioning, the game's changed. It really has. It really, like, it's all shotgun now. And you get credit for a pass being completed when someone's motioning in front of you and you take, accept the snap and literally shove it forward six inches. Right. And they go for a touchdown. That's yeah. touchdown pass. And, <laughs> and um, so the fact that no one's broken that record, because we didn't have that. We didn't run one play out of shotgun. Never. I never took a shotgun snap in the NFL. And, um, and so, uh, it's a, it, it, and there are, and the, every rules change obviously favors the offense, and so, uh, they're very nitpicky on how much receivers can get bumped around, on how much quarterbackers can get you know, if you blow blowing them too hard, that's a penalty, and uh, so. It's crazy to me how nobody has broken what would now seemingly be an easy record to break. Yeah. And uh, so.
0: I mean, 30 anyway. 16 games too. That's the one thing about the NFL now though. Yeah. It kind of got a single season still only, they gave them the record no matter what, uh, you know, which I don't necessarily agree with. There's some NC state and college record now records now too, where they're, you know, guys are playing five years. So it's like.
1: Correct. And oh, there's. 14 15 games in a season now. And, yes. Yes. You know, so this
0: isn't Ted Brown's rushing record. You no, know you no, 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 <laughs> no. When, when you when yep. about that's up. So uh,
1: anyway, I uh, yeah, I it, I think my personal feeling is that's gotta change when sure. it comes to the Bears and and selecting the right guy, which I think they're on the verge of I think the Lions this year. Sorry, yes this year's lions are next year's bears
0: i could see that i could see. so um
1: you know i think they've made a lot of right moves so far a lot of them all in basically what two years yeah and and um so i i think they're heading in the right direction i like that they've um uh, i like that they've gotten rid of uh luke getze and whoever else on that offensive staff they've gotten rid of because they
0: are they've been terrible need a little reset uh, the name of the book is the ultimate comeback you can get it on amazon uh i read it yesterday i read it in one day uh very uh, again powerful story uh from eric kramer former nc state quarterback former nfl quarterback um before i let you go um you really got on my radar three years ago in when dan wetzel wrote about you and i'm just kind of curious how that kind of came about because i thought he did the. Uh, i thought he did a really good job uh,
1: he did he certainly did so way that,
0: you get on the the right path too
1: yeah so the way that came about with dan was that bill keenest who uh, at that time was still the lions media right. relations director um reached out to dan and uh so dan did a really good job of uh you know he was the first guy to really write a story and not only did you see that but the guy who I co-wrote this book with William Croyle read it he must have said he goes I've probably read that thing ten times yeah and he reached out to Anna Durgan who we've been we've been friends since high school and I don't know how he reached her but he did and uh, and so that began th- the research project of Dan, I mean of uh, Bill Croyle, to write, you know, to want to co-author this book, and uh, so he, when I when I first met him, you know, I've I've never actually seen him in person. Oh really? Because he lives back uh, in Kentucky, across the river from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we were actually going to meet last week in Detroit because he has a son. Uh, he and his wife have a son that live not too far away, but because of the blizzard that came, they, they didn't, they were going to, they were going to fly and something like that. So yeah, it just didn't work. But uh, so in any event, that's what led to this book was William Croyle reading that Dan Lutza article. And then he did some research backward from there.
0: Sure. I mean, it's, Fascinating read, powerful words, powerful story. Eric Kramer, The Ultimate Comeback, Surviving Suicide, Conquering Depression, and Living with a Purpose. Eric, I appreciate you taking some time today. And uh best of best of luck to you and all your ventures in helping people. Uh I, I think that's the that's that's really the best part of all of this is the I'm sure the number of people who have reached out to you, and like I said, some of your former teammates. And I know you were back here at NC State not that long ago. Uh, I'm sure those are all the kind of moments that really kind of keep you going, too.
1: It, they are. And it's it's uh, amazing how I mean, my, my, my thought about this when I was contacted by uh, William Croyle and I talked to Anna was I go, you know, this because
0: so much has happened. So much happened. That's not even in this book. OK, yeah. And, yeah, and, the whole like being like basically robbed by one of your wives part like that I, I was pretty deep in the book. I was not expecting that part, so right. I, I was just kind of like even you know everything with your family and and your yeah. dad and getting to the pros. Like I said that that type of struggle probably seems insignificant at this point. Like you you point out often in the the book, you couldn't win the damn job at a, at a Juco in in California and here you are starting in the NFL. So uh, Mm -hmm. it's fairly amazing. All of the different parts of it. It's real. Like I said, very powerful.
1: Yeah. Well, I, as you mentioned earlier, I've been uh, the feedback that I've received from either people like you that I've literally just met, yeah. But have done some research or people I've known my whole life and everyone in between. Um it's just been very gratifying to know that people who thought they knew me, I'd they would say, I here I thought I knew you and d- really didn't. And now that I do, <laughs> you know, uh it, it so in that way it's gratifying because my thought initially to Anna was you know, this would be something good to do to preserve kind of as a letter to both Griffin and Dylan. And and then along the way, I realized that, you know, this is going to be really helpful to folks. Um, and that's exactly what it's been. Uh, I can't tell you how many people have said, uh, you know, uh, I, I. Either somebody I know or myself have suffered depression. A guy's coming over later today with, I live in the LA area. guy's coming over later today with Fox LA. um, And we were talking on the phone last night. Um, He goes, you know, you probably don't know this about me that I I was shot five times, not by myself, but I've survived too. And he goes, look me up on Google. I was like, all right. (laughs) But I mean, that's what this, story it you know i got i received something from somebody i've never met uh he go, he reached out to me this morning he goes i'm reaching out to you This i don't have facebook i'm reaching out to you my wife's facebook um i i uh played for coach sheridan at Furman. Hmm. he goes i used to sit in the stands with your dad watching practice <laughs> and he goes and i have i had father issues myself that got resolved and but well, so you know, um, it's just been, I guess to put it mildly, um, moving to me.
0: Eric Kramer, the ultimate comeback, and also now I did I did watch the Jay Glazer podcast. I just want you to know, it, it's very difficult for uh, for eighteen year old Joe right now not to squeeze in a barry sanders question but i'm not going to because i'm going to try i'm going to get barry sanders on this podcast to tell an eric kramer story so good good luck doing that because he's
1: very hard to get a hold of even for me but (laughs) um go ahead and ask
0: me one barry sanders
1: question you're good,
0: man. i mean when you see greatness like that like you kind of say with glazer like he didn't even it didn't even make him flinch but the rest of us were kind of like yep That's Barry. That's what he does. So uh, great memories. And again, Eric Kramer, the ultimate comeback name of the book. I appreciate you, man. And best of luck to you and be good. okay?
2: Joe, thank you for your time. And I'll do just that.